You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of the podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Plenty to get to ahead on today's episode. We chronicle some of what we took away from Monday media availability as Kalani Satake, as well as a few of his players, spoke to the media. We'll also get to a Twitter Tuesday question sent in on social media. Very interesting debate that I think is going to rage on for some time. We'll dig into that. And, of course, we'll catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU Sports News, including the Iceman. The Iceman cometh. We'll explain a little bit more later on in today's show. Our title sponsor on today's show is Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. All right, without further ado, though, let's get rolling. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for October 12th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. More importantly, though, thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. As I am fond and want to say, I love being your guys' first listen of the day, so that way we can get you up to speed on everything involving the Cougars, and that way you are the smartest BYU fan out there. So thank you again for your support. We've seen a really cool uptick recently in ratings and reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. If you have, if you have not done so, please leave us a rating and review. A five-star rating on Apple Podcasts is what we ask. And then leave us a comment or two in the comments section, the review section, of what you like about the show. If there's something you feel like we can improve on, I will endeavor to do so. A number of you in recent comments who have had suggestions for improvement have mentioned the number of ads. You know what? There's not much I can do about that. I am operating within the construct of what the Locked On Podcast Network has us do as hosts. So I wish I could give you something about that, but that's kind of how we operate. Just kind of head that one off at the pass right now. But getting going here on today's show, let's talk about a little bit about what we learned from BYU football media availability yesterday. And very interesting comments from Kalani Satake. And I love Kalani Satake. He also is a guy who is the king of the non-answer answer. And that's nothing new and nothing extraordinary about Kalani Satake because he learned at the foot of one of the masters of the non-answer answer and Kyle Whittingham up at the University of Utah. Nobody says less was saying more than a guy like Kyle Whittingham, but it's all across college football and football in general. It's a liar's club. You're trying to make sure that you don't reveal too much. You don't want to give your opponents any type of type of advantage that you can avoid giving up. It's really that simple. And I know that that sounds really simplistic, but that's kind of how it operates. But I did think some of the comments that Kalani Satake made yesterday were, were very revealing if you really want to look into them and kind of quote-unquote read between the lines. So I think first things first, obviously this game against Baylor this week has a lot of familiarity on both sides. Jeff Grimes, former BYU offensive coordinator, as well as Eric Mateos, former BYU offensive line coach, both on the staff at BYU, not not at BYU anymore, they're now on the staff at Baylor 
They're part of the Bears staff under Dave Aranda, who is plenty familiar with Kalani Satake and BYU from his time at Utah State, among other stops. And then also Siake Ika, former East High standout who committed to LSU and then transferred to Baylor. A guy who has openly admitted that he roots for the Cougars when he's not playing for his team or teams that he's played for. So some very interesting connections. And I think that that familiarity between these two teams is going to make for a very interesting matchup. And as Kalani Satake notes here, BYU already knows what Baylor is running on offense because, you know what, it's kind of what they run. Here you go. Yeah, a lot of similarities. We, we know a lot, of, a lot of the stuff that they're doing, and Grimey's doing a great job as far as their execution. The fact that their quarterback hasn't thrown an interception all season long is a good sign that they're taking care of the football and doing it the right way. They're physical up front. Very similar. We were familiar with what they're doing offensively, their identity offensively, and it's going to be a good matchup for us. And we're just looking forward to that game. Now, will Baylor have a good game plan to defend BYU's offense? Absolutely. Will BYU have a good game plan to defend Baylor's offense? You can guarantee it. They absolutely are going to know each other inside and out, it feels like. And it's really going to come down in this game truly to execution. Who can execute better? Who can execute the plays, get their assignments right, do the things the right way? That'll go a long way to determining who is going to win this game. Now, another thing that BYU has got to be wary of and just be ready for is this team coming off of a loss. You cannot let it linger. You can't let it beat yourself twice. Let Boise State beat yourself twice or beat you twice. That cannot happen. And Kalani Sitake acknowledged that, saying that it's kind of similar to winning. You have to have a short-term memory. Have the memory of a goldfish. Those of you who are Ted Lasso fans out there, here's what Kalani had to say in that regard. Coming off a loss is always difficult, but this is an opportunity for us to learn and get better. And what you don't want to do is have a win when you win a game affect how you prepare the next week. And now when you lose games, we want to make sure that it doesn't carry over into this feeling of feeling sorry for ourselves and things like that. We, we've got to move on. And the best way to move on is to get to work. With the way these guys have been all season, I'm really anxious and excited to see how they're going to approach this week. And I have a really good feeling about it. Leadership is going to be very key for BYU this week. The captains, the assistant captains, captains, the guy who wears the C and guys who wear the A on their jerseys. It is their job to step up in this moment all this week in team meeting and say, guys, yes, we lost that game. We're done talking about that. We look forward. There's no looking back. We are getting ready for Baylor, and our goal is to go down to Baylor, win the game, and get to 6-1. and one. This season is not over, and a guy like Gunnar Romney, who does wear that C on his jersey, wears that A, excuse me, on his jersey as the assistant captain, well, he had an interesting thought about the leadership council and their job as they try and get BYU moving in the right direction. Obviously, everybody wants to be undefeated. Everybody wants to be the best team in the country. But I, I think this team's in a good spot. You know, we've been playing really good football. And I think if we use this game as sort of a wake-up call and bring everything back into perspective and start start doing the, what we know we can do, we can finish out a great season. I think the opposite of that, if we let this loss get to us and, you know, we let it sort of turn the season, that's what we don't want to happen. So I think we can, we can use this as a positive and go forward. But I think we're in a good position right now. There's the operative word. I talked about this on the Monday edition of the podcast, The Wake Up Call. BYU, these team members, the guys inside the program, 
they need to understand that this is an opportunity to course correct. Did you go into that Boise game a little, maybe a little overconfident? Did you go in playing a little bit sloppy? Did you do your job to the best of your ability? If you answered no to any of those, if you're a member of the BYU football program, as Baylor Romney just said, it's time for you to use that to improve and get ready for a better performance against Baylor. Kalani Sitake, I asked them that exact question. I asked him, could this be the wake-up call this team needs to get them jump-started ahead of this game against the Bears? Well, here's what he had to say about that. Yeah, I think that happens naturally. I think humility is a good thing. It's the best teacher. And that's for all of us. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that we can learn from. I can too as head coach. And none of us are, are immune from mistakes. Some of them happen. And then it, it's really just a matter of how you respond to it. Sometimes the, the best teacher is experience. And you, you never want to lose. But when we fail, I'm going to make sure that as a, a coach and as a program that we learn from it and make sure that we can maximize our opportunities to get better. Look forward, improve, get better, and do better the next time you're out on the field. I think that is the message to BYU right now. Some of you may have heard the interview I did recently on the podcast, probably two weeks ago now, that I did with BYU linebacker Max Tooley. Had a great chat, and he is a guy who spoke Mandarin on his mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints like myself. We both speak Mandarin Chinese, and we were talking at the end of the interview about uh, Chinese idioms, and one of my favorites really has kind of come become my life motto, and it's really simple. Uh, Chinese idioms are four syllables uh, expressions that mean a lot more than just those four syllables. In this Chinese idiom, what they, how they pronounce it is Bujinza Tui. What that means is if you're not progressing, you're regressing. And that's what BYU's mentality needs to be as they move forward now and get ready for this matchup with the Baylor Bears on Saturday. I'm looking forward to it. I think so far, if the words that were spoken yesterday during media availability are any, any indication, BYU's got the right frame of mind when it comes to getting ready for this game against the Baylor Bears. We'll see if it ultimately leads to the actions and just the, I guess, overall practices they need to get back into the wind column, and only time will tell when we see them out there on Saturday. All right, coming up here in just a moment, I had a very interesting question sent to me on Twitter. We'll get to it on a Twitter Tuesday. And if you guys have questions, love hearing from you guys. Weigh in on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can search us out, Locked On Cougars. It's the same handle for all three of those. My personal Twitter feed where I got this question is Jacob C. Hatch. And you also can email us questions or comments or whatever you've got by emailing the show, LockedOnBYU at Gmail. We'll get to that question in just a moment. But first, we are brought to you today by our friends over at Prize Picks. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about our friends at Prize Picks? It is daily fantasy made easy. It's a really simple concept, and I think you guys will really, really like it. Prize Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football props than anybody else in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid major players you may not have ever heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown, and you pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections. You can up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus those projected numbers, really. Over-under. Super simple concept. The best part is Price Picks does allow mixed sport entry, so if you want to go beyond the college realm, you can go to the NBA, the NFL, anything you've got interest in, you can check that out. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play or go to their website, pricepicks.com, and right now you can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure you use the promo code Locked On when you make that deposit. Once again, entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy at prizepicks.com or on their award-winning app. And the best part, 
Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals of your winnings. So check it out, guys. That's prizepicks.com. Use the promo code locked on for that 100% instant deposit match up to $100. And do it now. That's Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Made Easy. As mentioned in the open of today's show, our title sponsor on the podcast is our friends over at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why would you endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brands that their warehouse happens to carry? You've got computers with access to rockauto.com at home and even right there in your pocket. So go check it out and save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from that chain store or car dealership? For an example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, just $216 from Rock Auto. They're a family business. Speaking of Rock Auto, serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices they have are always reliably low for every customer, and they've got everything you could ever need for your car, truck, or SUV. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for all of your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure when you're there to write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Once again, thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms and soon to come to YouTube. Working on that as we speak, hoping to be on video sooner rather than later. But a big thank you once again for your support of the venture here on this podcast every single day. Interesting question sent to us by Joe, and he is at Average Joe Golfer, but it's spelled AVG Joe Golfer. It stands for average, I'm assuming, Joe. But thank you for sending in this question, and it fits on a Twitter Tuesday. So here's the question, and we'll dig into this. Jaron is the better athlete, but Baylor is the better passer. If Jaron Hall cannot use his legs or is unwilling to use his legs, and speaking of the run game, isn't Baylor the better option to start? It's a very interesting question to ponder on, and I was thinking about it after you asked it last night, Joe. And the more I kind of thought about it, there is a... An argument to be made there, but I think as we see Jaron Hall get more and more situated coming back from that injury and as he gets healed up, because let me tell you folks, he's not 100%, and evidence of that came by way of the coordinator's corner with Aaron Roderick yesterday, saying that Tuesday and Thursday last week that Jaron Hall took a quarter to maybe a third of the snaps. I was told on Tuesday it was less than a quarter of the snaps, but he progressed throughout the week, got to about half on Thursday, and that's really kind of the decision day is Thursday, and they said, you know what? He's good enough to go. We'll see how he looks in warm-ups on Saturday. He looked good enough to go, went out there and played, but it was very evident he's still not 100%. The hope is that at some point he gets back to being more of what he was in the first three games of the year because his dynamic running ability is a huge part of what makes him head and shoulders above the rest of the quarterbacks on BYU's roster. What does Baylor Romney offer? Well, I can tell you one thing, accuracy. That young man, in what we saw so far this season, what we've seen previously, is he is a cool cucumber under pressure who delivers passes on time, puts them with pinpoint accuracy on the playmakers he's throwing them to, and then allows those guys to go and make the play. There are arguments to be made on both sides of this, but it's my opinion, and as Aaron Roderick mentioned on Coordinator's Corner, there's really no quarterback controversy at this point because you still don't know when Baylor Romney ultimately is going to be cleared. 
Aaron Roderick also said on Coordinator's Corner that the hope is that he'll be cleared to play, but he does not know when he will be cleared. That is the first hurdle. For any type of quarterback controversy or debate to really crop up, you've got to have Baylor Romney simply be available. The best ability is availability. I know you probably heard me say that on this podcast if you're a longtime listener, but it's more true the further I go along here watching and talking about sports in my day-to-day life with my jobs, it's absolutely critical that you be available. Now, if and when Baylor Romney returns to BYU's lineup, is there a possibility that he could outperform Jaron Hall and earn the starting job? I'm never going to say never because Kalani Satake has made it readily apparent that every position is always up for a position battle, so to say, in every week of practice. But until you have Baylor Romney be available, you cannot say there's any type of quarterback controversy because, simply put, you don't have two quarterbacks who are available who you think might be on the same level as one another. So for the time being, Jaron Hall is the guy. He is QB1. He earned the job in fall camp. Let me remind you folks, I talked to enough people during fall camp who told me that Jaron Hall every day went out there and was just a consistent performer. Maybe he's not putting it up accuracy-wise in the size of a, what do you call it, a dime, like a guy like Baylor Romney is, but there is something about Jaron Hall, just that gamer mentality, when he is fully healthy and has all of the tools at his disposal in terms of his uh, physical tool belt, I guess is what we call it, that is when he is the best quarterback and the best option for BYU. It is my thought that last week, you saw him, in my opinion, at probably 80%. The hope is that he didn't come out any worse for the wear. He didn't seem like he came out worse for the wear coming out of that game against Boise State. And as he goes into Baylor this week, the hope is they start to use his legs a little bit more. I think as he gets more and more comfortable rejoining this offense, really getting back into sync with it, you're going to see him start to run a little bit more, pick his spots. He might be a little more judicious in terms of when he runs, what type of hits he's willing to take, and I think the coaching staff as well. They're not going to run him just to run him at this point. They understand that he is fragile, and that's not necessarily a good thing, but it's also something that you have to understand that's just simply part of who he is, speaking of Jaron Hall. He's a dynamic athlete. He's a fantastic football player. He's got a great arm. He's got all the ability to make every throw. We've seen that already on display this year. It's so quick that people forget how good guys are. If you want to go back and watch some of the throws that Jaron Hall made in the first three games of this season, this dude can sling it. Is he as accurate as a guy like Baylor Romney? Maybe not as accurate, but he's got all the arm strength to make every throw, and his running ability, it's second to none. When he takes off, you better watch out if you're a defense. So, it is my hope that he gets healthier, he gets more engrossed back into this offense, get more and more comfortable getting back out there and playing. You start to see him run a little bit more because that truly sets him apart. But your argument there, Joe, is a valid one. If he is not going to be able to run, whether that's due to his health status, the coaching staff telling him not to run, whatever it might be, if he's not able, if he's not willing and or able to run the football and have that as part of his skill set, there's absolutely an argument to be made for Baylor Romney being quote unquote the better option. But until Baylor Romney is cleared, you cannot have that debate. Hopefully I made myself clear in examining that for you guys, but I think it's an interesting debate. But until you have both quarterbacks available to play, that debate really can't get going. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll wrap up today's show with the other news and notes you guys need to know, including the Iceman cometh. Yes, Isaiah Moa 
has announced he is committed to BYU, the second four-star prospect in just a couple of weeks to commit to BYU as part of the 2022 recruiting class. What to expect from this young man? We'll get into that momentarily. Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Elevate Fitness. I've talked about this over the past few months about my weight journey. I have lost 46 pounds via my friends at Elevate Fitness and Insulin IQ. And I can tell you this much. It's been a life-changing experience because losing that weight it makes your life so much easier in so many different facets. But more importantly, I'm feeling healthier than I felt maybe 15 years, if I'm being honest. It's gone back a long way that I have not felt this good. It's a really simple concept. Insulin resistance, folks, is something I think all of us are dealing with, and it's just kind of part of our everyday lives as people here in the United States of America. It's absolutely insane how much it can affect in our health, and you don't have to be a heavyset gentleman like myself to have this situation and have it creep up and cause issues for you guys. I want you guys to go to InsulinIQ.com slash Elevate to learn more about insulin resistance and what our friends at Elevate Fitness and Insulin IQ can do for you. Rich Hart, he is the lead guy over there, the co-owner and founder of Insulin IQ, does a great job and he'd be happy to lay it out for you guys exactly what they're looking to do and how they're looking to help you guys. So you can learn more about that. It's InsulinIQ.com slash Elevate. They have a really cool website, kind of teaches you what they're all about. And also while you're there, you can sign up for a free initial consultation with Rich Hart or one of the members of his team to learn more about what they're doing and they'd love nothing more than to sit down with you. The best part is that the initial consultation, it is completely free with no obligation beyond the initial consultation. I love this system, the simplicity of it, the freedom to work within a structure. It works for me. I hope it'll work for you as well. So tell them that Jay Catch and Locked On Cougar sent you when you stop by to talk to Rich and his team over there at Elevate Fitness. If you do want to visit their facility, they have a gym in Orm. It's been there for 25 years, just off 4th North and State Street. Uh, you may have seen it, Elevate Fitness over there. You can stop by in person if you so desire as well. And funny enough, if you go work out there, there are a number of former Cougars and actually some current Cougars during the offseason you may run into. There are a lot of them that work out there. So check it out, guys. That's InsulinIQ.com slash Elevate. Learn more. Get that free initial consultation. And once again, tell them that Catch and Locked On Cougar sent you when you stop by. One final time out on today's show to talk to you about our friends over at Sweatblock. This is a really cool thing, folks. And any of you who have had what I like to term the want-to-get-away moments you see in those Southwest uh, airline commercials, that's what Sweatblock is here for you guys. It allows you to wear what you want to wear because you know you're not going to be perspiring to the point that it's going to ruin your outfit. You're not going to pit out. Whether it's a huge presentation at work, you got a crazy first date with the woman of your dreams, or just simply put, you're a guy who likes to sweat like myself. Sweatblock is the one for you. It's a doctor-created and doctor-recommended antiperspirant wipe. It works for up to seven days per use. They also feature a dry shirt guarantee. If Sweatblock does not keep you dry, you get your money back. It's a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years. Over 13,000 Amazon reviews. They'd love nothing more than for you guys to join the family and give it a shot yourself. You can learn more about our friends at Sweatblock and order your own by going to sweatblock.com. And while you're there, use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off. You also can order it at Amazon or also on the shelves, on the shelves, excuse me, at your local CVS pharmacy if you want to go pick it up in person. But if you'd like to save that 20%, you got to go to sweatblock.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. 
Before we go here on this Tuesday edition of the show, we'll talk about the Iceman and his commitment to BYU football momentarily, but a couple other notes before we go here. First off, congratulations to BYU women's soccer senior forward Cameron Tucker. She collected West Coast Conference Offensive Player of the Week Award honors that came yesterday. She had an absolutely historic night Wednesday, October 6th, helping BYU secure a 7-0 victory over St. Mary's. She had four goals, scoring in the 21st, 31st, 56th, and 62nd minutes. Think about that. Inside of 41 minutes, she scored all four goals, moved her into the top 10 all-time at BYU in career goals scored. It is just the, I think, uh, is it the fourth time? Yeah, fourth time all-time in BYU history they've had a player score four goals in a single match. So congratulations to Tucker. It is the fourth WCC weekly honor collected by a BYU player this season and her first individual honor this year for Cameron Tucker. Well-deserved and absolutely phenomenal performance. Congratulations to her. Now, if you're looking to watch BYU baseball on the diamond this fall, you're in luck. BYU will feature uh, two fall exhibition games against the University of Utah in a rivalry series. Game one of the two-game series will be played at Smith's Ballpark in Salt Lake City this Friday at 4 p.m. The Cougars will then host the Utes at Miller Park on Saturday, October 23rd at 1 p.m. in Provo. Admission to, admission to both games is free for fans. Uh, both exhibition games will be broadcast live on the BYU Cougars app and BYUcougars.com slash live. Uh, Jason Shepard and Tuckett Slade will, will be on the call for both of those games as the teams square off on the diamond. And then finally, before we talk about the Iceman, uh, BYU men's women's golf in action. The women's team is currently in third place as they get ready to finish out second round play. They had their uh, second round suspended due to darkness yesterday. They'll finish up second round play today and then immediately play the third round following that. As it stands right now, BYU on the women's side is in third place at 13 over par. UNLV way out in front, three under through uh, the part of their second round. So best of luck to the women's team as they get done. Hopefully they can hold there in the top three and maybe make a run towards the top two. The men's team off to a little more rough start. Sixth place at the Wolfpack Classic out there in Reno, Nevada. BYU also similarly on the men's side had their second round uh, suspended. They will finish that up tomorrow and they'll play the third round of that tournament immediately afterwards. Best of luck to Bruce Brockbank and his team as they look to make a run up the leaderboard as well. All right, finally, as promised, let's talk a little bit about Isaiah Moa announced his commitment shortly after BYU's loss to Boise State. This is a big commitment, folks, because what it means is that BYU just took a legacy prospect from the University of Utah and got him to commit to BYU. He does have family connections to BYU via Carlos Nuno, the former BYU tight end. If I'm not mistaken, uh, N- Moa's mother, I believe, is the is the sister of Carlos Nuno. But many of you know that last name is very familiar to Utah fans and maybe some BYU fans because Ben Moa was an absolute stud for the University of Utah during his playing days. So I think this is a big pickup for BYU. Not only because Isaiah Moa is a four-star prospect, he's the second four-star prospect to commit to BYU in the past couple of weeks. Cody Hagan from Corner Canyon deciding that he is going to go to BYU as well well and I think BYU is picking up on the momentum they collected with a 5-0 start this year and they need to continue with it obviously losing back-to-back games that's gonna put a little bit of that momentum on ice yeah get the pun got it but I really like Isaiah Moa as a player six foot two six foot three 240 to 250 pounds plays for Weber High School up there in northern Utah his teammate Cannon DeVries I think is a very underrated prospect committed to BYU earlier on in this uh, cycle and I'm telling you Moa 
He's probably going to enroll, it sounds like, in January. And it wouldn't surprise me to see him challenge for playing time immediately at defensive end for BYU. He's got the frame, the strength, the athleticism to really come in and be an impact guy. Will he ultimately see the field early on? Only time will tell. But what I have seen from him, and I actually have got a pretty close eye on him because I'm lucky enough to be one of the selectors for the John Watson Northern High School Football Player of the Week Awards. I do that every week, and I can tell you this much. Isaiah Moa, the Iceman, he easily could be the candidate to win the award every single week, seemingly. He does absolutely incredible things every week for the Weaver Warriors, and I think this is a very, very nice pickup for BYU. And it gets them close, I think, to their limit of what they're going to have in the 2022 class in terms of overall scholarships. But anymore, does it really matter right now that BYU is up against a quote-unquote scholarship crunch, especially if Bilt Bar is going to continue to pay walk-ons their full tuition and, in essence, in a way, give them a scholarship? I think that BYU's got a little bit of a built-in advantage here in recruiting. They don't necessarily have to fret too much about telling guys, hey, we need you you to give up your full-ride scholarship I know that sounds harsh, but there are going to be guys who have that conversation this year. If they want to keep playing football, they're going to have to become a walk-on. That's just how BYU is going to operate. BYU under Kalani Sitake is always looking for the best talent, and they are not afraid to move on from lesser talent if they believe they can get better talent. And I can tell you this much, Isaiah Moa, he absolutely looks and plays the part of a guy who can be an impact player on BYU's defensive line. Will that translate to the college level? We will have to wait and see. But what I have seen from him at the high school level, it screams to me that this kid absolutely can be a player for the BYU football program. So we'll see. But the good news is the momentum on the recruiting trail continues to go up for BYU. And I think they are going to capitalize and need to continue to capitalize on this as they start to look at the 2023 and even the 2024 recruiting classes. Use the hot start you have had over the past 18 months. You have won 16 of your last 18 games. Use that to your advantage. And it appears so far, at least in the 2022 class, that they have done so with the commitments of Isaiah Moa and Cody Hagan, two four-star prospects coming to BYU. And by the way, one other thing, use the Big 12 to your advantage. You can tell any of these guys beginning right now that whether they go on a mission or during their playing days, even if they don't serve a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they are going to be playing Power 5 football. They will be members of the Big 12. They will play in that conference. That is a big recruiting chip that BYU also needs to take advantage of. And I guarantee you, guys like Cody Hagan and Isaiah Moa, they have been sold on that very concept. All right, that is going to do it for today's edition of the podcast. Thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. I want to encourage you now when we wrap up to go over and listen to Locked On Big 12. Get caught up on everything going on in the Big 12 conference in 30 minutes or less with our friend Josh Neighbors. It is free and available on all podcasting platforms out there. So check that out as soon as we wrap up here. And I want you guys also to remember, make sure to follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search out Locked On Cougars. And also for, feel free to weigh in with your guys' thoughts via email. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. All right, that'll do it. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for October 12th, 2021. And we will catch you guys manana. Manana.